what's up creatives you're listening to the created to be creative podcast and i have something that's going to help you guys out a little little bit better uh, we're talking about being creative and in the kingdom so i have a christian clothing brand here today uh the neighborhood is the name of the brand if you've heard of it um it's by the crews um it's both yeah. y'all, you and your wife correct we're one we're one so she gets a piece <laughs> of it too <laughs> Lisa, she get a, a hunk of it. Um, Kendall, can you please tell everybody who you are, what you do, and just go from there? Yeah, so I'm Kendall. Um, I'm just a creative at the end of the day. I like to kind of put myself in that arena, in that area. I like being creative in multiple different ways, different facets. But uh, clothing just happened to be one of the ways that I express myself. So um, I'm also a creative director at my church. Um, me and my wife, we serve together at her parents' church, Worship with Wonders Church in Marietta. She's the uh, worship and arts director. Um, and we love it. We love what we do. Um, so I'm excited to be on the podcast today. Most definitely. Any kids? No, no kids. No kids yet. <laughs> eventually but no kids yet (laughs) as a creative director do you just do everything like media cameras and all yeah so it's all kind of all-encompassing um it has production um into it graphic design is a part of it videography um and video editing is a part of it uh so all of those things are all um all entail um and so some of it goes into stage design as well and set design i don't necessarily do like the arts and craft part of it but my wife is actually she's she's really good at this stuff too so she's always with me and she's like hey this would be dope or this would be cool too so um it's all encompassing all those things that's what's uh so if you could just tell us a little bit about neighborhood where did it come from like what made you start it and everything like that yeah for sure so i originally had another brand um it was called godly and so um i started that brand like 2015 or so somewhere around there um and so i kind of went through that and that was like my first learning process of ever having a brand i never thought in my life that i would have a brand i played sports growing up so i always thought that that was going to be my path um so creativity fashion all that stuff really wasn't in the mix for me um but i had a brand called godly and so over the years some things happened and another brand came out named godly as well and it started blowing up it got posted on the shade room and everything like that so i didn't really want to compete um with another brand i wanted mine to be unique and i wanted to be something that stood alone and so i started thinking through what kind of brand i wanted and i really want a brand that has a community aspect to it um i want a brand that um, people can feel like they're a part of something bigger and it's more than just clothing and just fashion, but you feel like you're a part of the, uh, of a community. And so, uh, the first thing that came to my mind is I grew up in different neighborhoods with different demographics, different cultures and, um, different things going on in it. And I was like, man, like, I remember those were some of the best times of my life was living in a neighborhood, being around a bunch of people that I did not know, but eventually they became like family to me. Um, and so that's what I wanted the, the brand to be about. So I, I called it neighborhood, the neighborhood, and I just ran from it, ran with it from, from there. Uh, so how did you go about like picking up? Cause like, I saw you kind of change, like how you write neighborhood on it. Like what made you change it? Like what made you switch it up a little bit? Oh man, I don't know. I think honestly, just aesthetic. It just spoke to me. Um, I remember just going through a whole bunch of different fonts and just trying to figure out, um, cause I also wanted to have a certain look and a certain feel to it as well. Um, cause it's definitely more of like a luxury, um, kind of feel, especially with the pieces and even like the attention to detail with the, the branding and the inside labels and all those different things. So I was really wanting to have a logo, um, that really stood out and I feel like kind of community 
communicated all that to people just from looking at the logo. So I just went through a whole bunch of logos and I found the one that I landed on. And I was like, yeah, I feel like that that communicates what I want. So that's that's how it came to be. So like, how do you how do you create that and create it with the kingdom as well? How did you go about partnering with God with that? Yeah, for sure. So I think um, so even even bigger vision than just clothing, just for myself personally, is I really want to have something uh, for Christian creatives. I feel like um, just culture nowadays for Christian creatives, you either have to kind of dumb down your convictions or kind of hide some parts of yourselves uh, yourself in order to be a part of something. Um, and so I, I really wanted to create a space also with the neighborhood and just just future vision for things where Christian creatives can be uh, fully themselves with their convictions, with their beliefs, and not feel like uh, I have to dumb down this part because culture isn't going to like it, or they're not going to accept it, or they're, they're going to think that I'm judgmental because I believe this way. Um, and so that, I believe, is where like the partnering with God came into it, too. So even now, um, I'm working with uh, two people are on the neighborhood team um, that are Christians, they're believers. And so I really kind of look for that, too. Not saying that you have to be a believer to be a part of the team, but I do want to um, have something where Christian creatives and believers can come in and be a part of and be uniquely themselves and have people with them that believe like them, um, that have the same convictions and values as them, and they don't have to hide or be ashamed or dumb down their faith uh, for the sake of trying to get into a circle or be a part of something. Most definitely. And um, if you can tell them, like, when you first started out, finding, like, the clothing and the, the quality, because you had to figure out, like, hey, I don't want to be just no yeah, a little t-shirt brand. You know, I want to be a high-end Christian brand. Uh, I feel like we have a lot of Christian logo shirts, but we don't mm -hmm. have a lot of like, luxury. Like yeah. <laughs> you, little luxury. Uh, so, how do we find product? Like, what is the best way to execute and know, like, know what you want? Like, what's your avatar? Like, who, who are the your community that you wanted to reach, and how can they find their community that they want to reach? Yeah. So the, the people that I want to reach, honestly, um, I want to try to reach as many people as possible. I think for me, too, um, another aspect of the neighborhood is that and even just the vision behind it is that not everybody is going to believe like you or think like you or have the same values as you. And so I still want people who aren't necessarily believers to still look at it and be like, oh, snap, like that's really, really dope. I really want to yeah. be a part of that. And so even if they don't necessarily um think or see that it's a Christian clothing brand. I really think of like Jerry Lorenzo and fear of God, yeah. how fear of God, people don't necessarily look at it as a Christian clothing brand. And I don't even think Jerry Lorenzo would define it as that, but the person behind it and who's designing it, they're, they are a believer. And so that's how I kind of uh, stepped into the neighborhood is that I feel like it doesn't necessarily have to have Jesus on it, but the spirit behind it has the spirit of the Lord behind it. Um, and so people are going to feel that one way or the other. Um, and so even if it leads them to discovering more and trying to go deeper into like, okay, who's behind the brand? And I'm not going to change who I am. My faith is uh, very dear to me. And that's something I'm never going to compromise on. And that's something I even told uh, the people on the team when I brought them on is like, the biggest thing for us at the end of the day, no matter how big this brand scales or if it doesn't scale at all, the biggest thing is that our faith stays intact. And that if I had to choose between this brand becoming something incredible or um, being able to keep my faith genuine, 
I'm going to pick my faith all day, every day. And so I think with that being the heart behind it and that being my conviction behind it, I think inevitably, inevitably people are going to feel that spirit. Um, they're going to, they're going to get me, they're going to get who I am and um, my belief in my faith is a part of who I am. So I think regardless of what's on the shirt or what pieces are created at the end of the day, they're, they're getting a piece of, of, of me and my faith. That's good. So let's, um, talk real quick about um your faith how did you find the faith of christ real quick if you could just oh man so uh my wife yeah so my wife uh she got me into church um growing up i my parents when they were together uh we were at church every sunday my, my parents actually moved down here to help my uncle uh start a church um but after they split i uh, stopped going to church so often we would go on like christmas mother's day um and easter so a lot of searching a lot of soul searching a lot of trying to find my way i really put a lot of um of stake and value into sports with basketball and everything like that but um i ended up getting diagnosed with lung cancer when i was 17 years old and um, I remember being in the hospital bed and uh, I gave my life to Christ on the hospital bed. I had a chest tube uh, coming out the side of my uh, side of my stomach, trying to drain all the fluid and all the blood. Um, and I was just miserable. I was in so much pain. My dad was actually in the hospital room with me. And uh, I remember just tears streaming down my face at 17 being like, Lord, like. I, whatever you want to do in my life from this point forward, you can you can do it because I've done it my way. And I'm still miserable. I'm still depressed. I'm still insecure. I'm still full of anxiety and uncertainty. Um, so whatever you want to do in my life, you can do it. You can do it. So fast forward a little bit past that, I get out of the hospital and literally like two weeks later, um, I end up meeting my now wife. She messages me on Twitter uh, back when Twitter was, was really popping. So she, she uh, DM'd me on Twitter. And uh, we exchanged numbers and we started talking, was not expecting our relationship to go the way that it is now, because um, she was 15 at the time, I was 17. And, uh, you know, we really just hit it off and she invited me to her church. And I, I didn't go that week, but I went the following week with my brother and I fell in love with it. Uh, it's a spirit filled church, um, full movement of the Holy Spirit. And I loved it. I was like, yo, what is this? I want this, whatever this is, I want it. Um, so that's how I got connected. I got plugged into, into her parents' church and been there ever since. And I love it. How was it me, her parents? You weren't scared. Oh man. I think there's always like some nerves or some anxiety meeting parents. Um, I ended up meeting her parents and especially the age gap too, like 15 yeah. and 17. And I was getting ready to turn 18 at the time as well. So, uh, I think there's always some nerves and anxiety, uh, meeting parents, but her parents are so gracious. Um, and they're, they're awesome people. Like yeah. they I literally call them my parents. And there's a lot more to that too, um, with me leaving school and coming home. And they really helped me, uh, just in life in general, especially her dad, her mom as well. But her dad really poured into me and really spent time with me. Um, even outside of, you know, this is my daughter's boyfriend, uh, now husband, even outside of that, but just seeing value in me as a person, her mom too, they both saw value in me as a person and said, Hey, you're worth investing into you're worth loving. Um, you're also worth correcting because we see greatness on the inside of you. Uh, so That's the great. initial meeting, a little nerve wracking. Uh, but after that, man, they're, they're, they're like my second parents. Yeah. You like family now. Well, you for are sure. Now. <laughs> for, sure, for sure. I'm in there. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so like the fashion thing I see, cause like I saw like your wife and even uh, Pastor Miles, y'all don't got him to look it out there with the fashion. <laughs> How did you go about like just adjusting everything like with the fashion world and not being afraid to like say like, this don't have to be this. Let's change it up a little bit. What is your viewpoint on fashion in a sense? 
Yeah. So I think fashion is is unique. I think it's all subjective. I think it's really in the eye of the beholder to where I think all creativity too. I think fashion is just an aspect of it, but whatever you like, whatever makes you feel good, like go for it because you look at a whole bunch of different brands and each brand has its own demographic and its own, own culture around it. Like people who wear Supreme don't necessarily wear like Balenciaga and people who wear Balenciaga don't necessarily wear things, um, like Supreme. And so all of those things, there's always a certain culture and there's always a certain group. And so uh, fashion is unique and you get to just have fun with it. You get to just be yourself. And if you like patterns, wear patterns. If you like uh, kind of like a monochromatic kind of uh, look, go with that. Like even fear of God's look where it's more of like the neutrals and it's more simple tones compared to um, something along the lines of like an off-white where it had more vibrant, more um, eclectic type of things. Um, it, it reaches and speaks to different people. Um, so even getting into that space, there was nerves like, okay, do I really have anything to offer when it comes to this? Because there's a lot of people trying to do it and a lot of people are good at it, but like, do I have something to offer? And, and the answer is yes. Um, I may not reach millions of people, even though I pray that it does, but that may not be who I'm called to, but it's called the somebody in some shape or form. Um, so, so that's what really encouraged me to encourages me to stay with it um, and to continue uh, doing what I'm doing. That's good. That's good. Now, how do you come up with different concepts to like put on like the shirts and stuff? Oh man. So life, life really speaks to me. I'm one of those people where I will literally get draw inspiration from any and everything. My wife was literally in the bed two nights ago and she was watching Bring It On with Gabrielle Union. She was literally watching, <laughs> watching Bring It On. And I'm just like halfway watching it. And um, all of a sudden this t-shirt, like this design kind of goes across the screen. Like it's a, it's an extra. It's not even a main focal point of the movie. And I'm like, I'm like, stop. I was like, hold on, where's the remote? And I literally rewind the movie, pause it and take a picture of, of what I just saw. And I'm like, yo, this is, this is dope. And so I can, I literally see a lot of different things. And I always think, okay, I can, I feel like I can take that and take bits and pieces of a lot of different things and kind of mesh them and mold them into um, a vision that I have. So concepts come from, from all types of places. It can come from bring it on. Uh, it can come from uh, my childhood. Um, it can come from a TV show, a movie, or literally from somebody walking down the street and they, I feel like they have something super dope on that they don't even realize. So inspiration for me, I, I try to draw it from, from all avenues and all different aspects of life. Yeah, that's good. So you don't just take it from the bottom, but like, listen now. Love no, I <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the saved answer would be yes, but I, I really don't. The um, saved because at the end of the day, like uh, the Bible talks about that. We see the, the unseen attributes of God through what he's created. And so honestly, all of creation speaks to the creator. So everything that we see, everything that's here, um, it all points back to God regardless and so I think being able to look at everything that he has created um, and pull inspiration from it, you're still pulling inspiration from, from the Lord regardless. Definitely. So what was your hardest thing to sell? Like when you, like when you came up with design, you was like, why ain't nobody rocking with this? Like what was it? Man, um, the hardest thing to sell, I would probably say I had this Carhartt jacket. Um, that I absolutely love. I think it's super, super dope. And honestly, even when I made it, I, I really kind of made it personally. I made it selfishly. Um, 
But I thought like, you know, maybe people will rock with this. So it was like a, it's a Carhartt jacket and it says the neighborhood really big on the back. And then on the collar, it says building dreams brick, brick by brick. Um, but I think a lot of things kind of went into it, not selling. I think it was like super, super rushed as far as like me trying to get it out and everything like that. I really learned like the importance of patience and also learned the importance of like planning and excellence and realizing that you, you need to have a plan. You need to know what you're doing, when you're going to do it, um, especially when you're starting out. For these bigger brands, they can literally drop something today and it's going to sell out, but it's because they've reached that, that level of influence. And so for me, in my level of influence right now, I have to be really methodical and I really have to think things out and let people see what is coming um, so that they can be excited about it and they can see, okay, this, this brand, they really pay attention to detail because we, we really haven't built that trust with people yet. Um, we really haven't built that trust with the community we're trying to build. Um, so until we get to that point, I realize that you really have to um, be methodical. You really have to think things through. You have to really operate in excellence and uh, you really have to think ahead and really have vision for the future before you can just throw stuff out and pray and hope that people buy it. That's good. That's good. So let me ask you this real quick now. Go through the whole thing of for people who want to start a clothing brand, right? They probably yeah. say, oh, I have a great idea. I want to start a Christian clothing brand. Tell them, give them like five good steps of getting them started real quick. Oh man, five good steps. So number one, I would definitely say start with your why. Um, that was something that was really big for me is why do you want to have a brand more than anything? Because at the end of the day, there's so many ebbs and flows to this thing. There's times where stuff will sell out. And then there's times like with the Carhartt jacket where you're posted and you get like three likes on your page and nobody's buying it. And you're like, man, what is going on? But at the end of the day, your why behind why you why you are doing this is really what's going to keep you pushing and keep you moving. If it's about money and if it's about influence and it's, if it's about trying to uh, get attention and glory, you're going to be sadly mistaken. and You'll probably burn out really, really quickly. Um, but having your why, I would say that's that's the most important step. Number two, I would say try to figure out who you, who you want to reach. What kind of people are you targeting? If you want your clothing to be um, geared more towards uh, millennial Christians, then go for that and really speak to that generation. If you want it to be something that's more all-encompassing and people uh, from young to old can wear it, then go for that and, and figure out how you're going to do that. But really figure out who you want to target and who you want to reach. Um, thirdly, I would then get into um, your your voice, your style, your design. What are what is your style? Are you more of a typography kind of person where you just want wording on it? Or are you more of a graphic person where you like to have very eccentric things on there with, with taking elements from Photoshop and Illustrator and tying things together and using symbolism with doves and fire and all those different types of things? I would say that's finding your voice and your style of design would be another really big point, um, too. Um, and then fourth, um, I would say really after finding your voice and your style, I would honestly say then um, probably get into how you're going to market it, your aesthetic, your look, your feel, um, as far as Instagram and marketing goes. Um, different people have different feels. Uh, a really big um, look right now is kind of like the vintage flash photography, um, film camera type of vibe that's really big right now. But for some people, you may like a really professional um, 
kind of aesthetic where like fear of God, they go into photo studios and they take these really, really nice photos. And then you have different brands. I think of like collected ATL, that's a local brand. They use more of like iPhone photography and flash photography and things like that. So really figure out your style too, as far as your marketing goes as well. And then number five, be consistent, like just stick with it. Um, Again, there's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be times where things are going great and you're going to think that you have it all figured out. And then there's also going to be times where things aren't going well and you're like, I want to quit and I want to give up. But consistency, I realize that consistency is probably the biggest thing when starting anything um, is really sticking with it, uh, pushing through the hard times and then also celebrating the moments where you feel like you've, you've reached your mountaintop as well. That's good. That's good. Now, if you could go ahead and tell us real quick, I want just one more thing. Right, <laughs> I'm enjoying this. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Great. How, how did you go about picking out colors? Because I see you have like your own little scheme. Like everything yeah. is kind of fluctuating in the same like news and stuff like that. Yeah. How did you go about saying, all right, I don't want to do no blue blues, but I, I'll throw it in there every once in a while. I want to keep yeah. myself with the news. How did you go about finding your color scheme? So it's funny you say that because I'm actually changing it up for the spring and summer. I think I'm going to go into some more like some different colors. But again, I think it at the time it's just what spoke to me. I, I really enjoy neutrals. For me, I really enjoy um, stuff that you can wear with with just about anything. I like having solid pieces that I know, okay, if I don't know what to wear, I can throw that on and I can put just about anything with it and it's going to look good. Um, also, my wife, my wife is, is a proponent of that too, because she's the same way. She loves her neutrals. She yeah. loves creams and browns and all that stuff. Um, but I think in that time as well, that is what was really speaking to me. Was that color was that color scheme? And uh, but now, like I, I think you can see in the back, like I have some yellow shorts back here that I'm getting sampled, and like um, I have blue is like a really big color for me right now. I'm, I'm really vibing with blue, and then I'm also vibing with like this pine green uh, oh. color back here as well. So just different things just speak to me at different times. And so in that time, it was really the neutrals, but now like a lot more color uh is really starting to speak to me so we'll see we'll see what comes out of it now do you do you like draw your like designs out how you wanted to do or you just go ahead and do the like wrap real quick so i go into photoshop i really can't draw too too well like if i if i needed to i could probably make it look somewhat decent but um typically i, I just go straight into photoshop and i'll start designing whatever i'm seeing in my head uh my my mind is like it's ideas just float around it. I think I'm, I would be most afraid for people to to have access to my brain. When they, <laughs> Why is that? I have so, so I'm one of those people that like, when I'm in a room, I'm there, but I'm not there because my mind is constantly just thinking about so many different things. Like, again, going back to drawing inspiration from all things. And so with drawing inspiration from all things, it's also being aware of everything and just being very observant of everything that's going on. Uh, we have this guy at our church. Uh, he's a, he's an older saint, uh, brother Lloyd. And he comes in there. He only thrifts his clothes. Like he only goes to the thrift store and that's all he does. And he just has like this really, really just cool vibe about him. Like literally I want him to model some of my pieces whenever I find the right pieces for him. But I'm, I'm watching, I'm like looking at him, seeing what he has on. And then I'm looking at different things like um, my wife, what she's wearing, or my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, or even what their aesthetic, what they like, or they'll be like, hey, I remember when this was big back when we were growing up. And so I'll look at those things. And I'm just constantly looking at 
a whole bunch of different things. Even if we're out at dinner, if we're driving down the street, I'll be looking at posters and uh, paint on cars. Like I'm looking at everything, um, just looking and seeing like what what's speaking, what do I like, what am I looking at that's like speaking to me and giving me life. Yeah, that's good. So what do you think is to come for 2022 for you and for creatives? Uh, so for us, one thing I really, really hope I really hope that there begins to be like a subculture for Christian creatives. Again, going back to um, having a group in a community of people where you don't have to dumb down your convictions and your faith to be a part of something great. Um, and also, too, I would love to see a lot of like really dope collaborations. I don't see like Christian collaborations between brands. Um, I don't know why. Uh, I, I don't know if it's like a competition thing or like what, but I would love to really, really see some super, super dope like collaborations between Christian brands and um, also with Christian creatives. I'm sure, not, not I'm sure, I know there's a whole bunch of Christian videographers and photographers who have really, really dope ideas and aesthetics, but maybe people just don't, aren't aware of who they are. And so I would love for Christian brands to find other Christian creatives that are outside of the fashion industry and pull them in and say, hey, Let's create something dope. Let's create something uh, amazing. Let's operate in a level of excellence that these other brands and the culture are are doing and they're creating. So I think for 2022, I would love to see um, a lot more collaboration, myself included. Um, I have like some brands that I hope to collaborate with in, in 2022, but doing it in a level where it rivals, you know, some of these bigger brands that, that are out in the culture. So I would definitely say collaboration would be really, really dope. Most definitely. You think the neighborhood and God is dope going to come up and be like, listen. Oh, I don't know. That's that's a big one. That's, that a, that's a big good, one. I don't, I don't know. That would be a dope one. Um, I, I think a dope one. Uh, I'm actually really good friends with with Phil, Philip Bowles um, with Sailor Clothing Co. Yeah. Um, we're actually pretty good friends. We play basketball all the time. Um, I would love to possibly do something together with that. Um, I'm a really big fan of Pedro Tuma with Friends and Family. Um, that would be a super, super dope collaboration as well. So I don't know. We'll see. The Lord's really been touching the the brand lately and really opening doors. So we'll, we'll see what happens. So the neighborhood, like what's coming out 2022, what's coming up next for just the neighborhood in general? I, you got some new colors coming. Yeah. You, <laughs> you deleted everything off of Instagram. Why is that? Yeah, so I'm starting fresh. So on my personal page, I deleted everything off of off the page. I'm I'm really starting fresh. Um, again, um, for myself personally, I'm taking a step back and saying, okay, for myself, what am I wanting to communicate to people? What do I want people to see and feel? Even when they come across my page and when they come across who I am personally, um, I really want them. I don't want it to just be Instagram for the sake of Instagram, where I just post stuff on there and. I don't know. I really don't want it to be about me. I really want it to be about more than me. Um, so I understand that the Lord has to work through me. So I'll be on my page, but I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it all out with that. Uh, but as far as the neighborhood, uh, again, I really hope like some super dope collaborations would be dope. Um, I've been thinking through possibly doing a pop-up shop for our one year that's going to be in April. Um, so just a whole bunch of different, just floating ideas uh, in my head. Definitely um, a different uh, spring and summer collection is going to be coming out in 2022. Um, and that's, that's all I got right now. 
So, Kendall, how can everybody find you on Instagram? Uh, you on TikTok? You on Twitter? What, what, what else can they find? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. I'm only on Instagram right now. I think I'm gonna get into the TikTok space eventually. I, again, I don't know what I, what it looks like for me at the moment, but uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Kendall Crew, K E N D A L L C R U T E, and then uh, the brand page is at We the Neighborhood. So, we'd love for you guys to follow. And the website. Oh, we the neighborhood.com. Everything is sold out at the moment, but <laughs> it's sold out at the moment, but we are coming back with bigger and better. Um, I'm really, really excited for, for this year. So do you um get everything from a print shop or do you you do it yourself just straight up? So it depends. It goes through different avenues. There's times where I may try to do it myself, and then for bigger orders, I, I will go to um, a different print shop. Um again, I've luckily been blessed with some awesome people on the team who they really help out and facilitate some of this stuff as well. Um, so, so it kind of goes different, different avenues depending on what's needed at the time. That's what's up. Well, Kendall, thank you for being on the show. Like I really do appreciate it. It was a little hit and miss. I was like, I know I wonder if he's going to say something back. So I'm, I'm glad you're, you're responding creative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. I saw, I, I think it was in the requested. So like I didn't yeah. come with it in the beginning. Um, but once I seen it, I was like, y'all know this, this would be super, super dope. So it's, it's really crazy. Cause I think you hit me up. And then right after you hit me up, one of my friends hit me up. He has a really dope podcast as well. And so these are like my first two podcast interviews uh, for the brand. So yeah, I think uh, 2022 is going to be crazy for the neighborhood. I'm really excited to see what happens. Oh, definitely. Thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. This is a chance to be-